There are hopes that at least some women will win their way into the Papua New Guinea parliament in the June national elections. There are currently no women MPs and there have been just seven in the time since independence nearly 50 years ago. Michael Kabuni is a lecturer in political science at the University of PNG and is currently completing his PhD at the Australian National University. We heard from him earlier this week on the upcoming election and on this occasion he spoke to Don Wiseman about the limited preferential vote system but initially focused on the plight of aspiring female politicians. There are no women in the current parliament. I would imagine there are going to be more women standing than before. Would you expect at least some women to get in? That's a really difficult question. I mean, I'm fortunate to say, but I, I don't think many women will win the election. There are some really good names, like Dalsi Somare, sort of legacy of a father, late Michael Somare. There are three candidates for what must be the three seats in the National Capital District, women candidates, and they have profile in public and private sector. So we're just hoping that you know, these women come true. But I don't think the number will, if, if women are women, I don't think it will exceed five or even three. There's a lot of work to do. The reason why three women won in 2012 was because of the awareness leading up to 2012 elections. The attempts to create 22 reserve seats failed. Attempts to appoint women to the parliament failed. But even though these attempts failed, it generated a lot of debate and brought this consciousness to the voters. And the women candidates rode on this awareness and uh, popularity that was generated. Uh, that didn't happen after 2012. So the end uh, result was that no women won in 2017. And nothing much happened after 2017 as well. The fact that there is this uh, still sitting in parliament, this allowance for 22 seats to be reserved for women, are any male politicians or any political groups likely to pick that up in the near future and run with it and put it get it through parliament yeah the thing about 22 reserve seat was that the constitution itself was amended and the seats were created so there are 22 reserve seats for women but the next step is amending the organic law national and local level government elections so that's called the enabling legislation they failed to amend it and now they switched from 22 reserve seats and they want to amend the constitution this time create five regional seats instead now the last parliament sitting before election will be sometimes this month and we don't know whether the parliament will rush that through they just created uh, seven districts in the last sitting so they might change their mind and just create the five reserve seats but they may not. And if they did, they would be available for the June election. Yeah, yeah. Which which is very late, but they just demonstrated that they can do something as late as this. They just created seven additional districts. So would that mean, even if there are not women's seats, there will be another seven seats? Yeah, there will be seven seats. So these are open electorates, so it adds to the 89 existing open electorates. And then you've got a 22 provincial seats. So the women are qualified to contest in all of this, but then, yeah, the women usually don't win, so that's why they push for uh, reset seats. There's been some talk about making some of those seats at least seats for women. Well, not making some of those seats seats for women, but creating reserved seats, additional reserved seats, uh, which means women can contest for all existing seats amongst men, compete amongst men, but there will be a certain number of, if, if the five reserved seats goes go through, 
only women will contest the five reserved regional seats, but both men and women can vote for the women candidate. For 20 years or so, PNG has had this limited preferential voting system. Yep. Uh, it's complicated, isn't it? But is it good for PNG? Well, it depends on which aspect of LPV, limited preferential voting, uh, you're looking at. If you look in terms of representation, that is whether the MP has got the mandate of the people to lead, then LPV is a better choice because of the preference allocation. Because before that, under the first past the post, the MPs were winning by sometimes less than 19% uh, of the votes which means 80% of the electorate didn't vote for the MP. So this percentage has increased to somewhere around 30, 35 after the introduction of LPV. So as far as representation and getting the mandate of the people go, uh, LPV is a better choice. But when it comes with its challenges like the counting process, it's uh, sometimes delayed. It also gives option for more corrupt practices to take place, selling, you know, three votes to people. So it really depends. But I think LPV is better than uh, first past the post. The number of informal votes after the, when it was first introduced was very high because the voters are getting used to the system of voting, voting three candidates. But it's been coming down over the years. And that's because people are getting used to uh, using LPV. So with this, as we say, a complicated system, but one that's perhaps got some aspects that are improvements on first past the post and all the other issues that surround PNG elections. Despite all of that, PNG is now approaching 50 years of having maintained its democracy since 1975. And that's seen as a pretty significant achievement in a country that is so disparate, isn't it? It's such a different country from one end to the other. Yeah, it is. It's a uh... You know, what they refer to as unbroken chain of democracy. So among its peers, countries that gain independence around the same time as Papua New Guinea. It's one of very few success stories of post-colonial countries maintaining democracy. It comes with its challenges. It's just difficult to see uh, whether it's improving. Uh, but as far as, you know, democracy and election goes, PND has conducted, you know, elections on time. But, you know, you've got issues like zero women in parliament and uh, yeah, so that's, it, it's got its challenges.